guys welcome back to the take control podcast you got brandy here y'all not here <laughs> i didn't know you was saying my name or not Caitlin. <laughs> hey what's up y'all know what this is <laughs> <laughs> and we are back it's been what a couple of weeks girl i don't even know y'all we gonna keep apologizing until we get it right we just we no we never gonna keep apologizing okay just, we make our own rules whenever you get a show you just get a show but just know we ain't gonna give up hashtag take control we trying yeah we trying it life has been very busy and very crazy life is being everybody's ass yeah mm, yeah I seen I seen a post on Instagram. It was like when you follow on your dreams, but you tired, and it was like this, <laughs> this little baby just kept smiling. Then it just looked so sad, kept smiling, trying to fall asleep. It's crazy, but yeah, y'all. So we back anyway. My self care tip for this week is to be selfish. Um, sometimes you just gotta say no. You can't do it. I can't come. I can't help you. Just say no. Be selfish. Sometimes it's necessary because if you give too much of yourself to people, you don't got nothing left. And yeah, it's just not a good thing. Mm-hmm. You all right, Daria? I'm just thinking like. <laughs> Because there are people that call me selfish. And I just feel like since I've been taking time to work on myself, I have been a little more selfish, but not with like ill intent to be like, oh, fuck your feelings. Yeah. Like, just because I know what's best for me. And, but there's other people that don't understand that. And I feel like it's important to have people around you that are understanding. Because it's just like, if you don't understand, like my way then it's like we don't even have to deal with each other because my way is my way like I mean I don't mean it to come off like that but it's kind of like I'm doing the best that I can the best way I know how which is good for me right so I I think it's important to be selfish I, I always I'm like Larry being selfish but then when I deal with people and they're selfish I'm like I should have just said no because you said no. like you know you yeah. start think like that and I never want to get in a space so if I don't feel up to it or if I'm not with it I'm going to say no because then I don't have to hold anyone in those type of <clears throat> or feel any type of way when people you know say no to me and it's selfish so. right I guess you know just be selfless within your means within reason like mm-hmm. if it's taking too much from you if you're drained and you're not getting anything out of all of the mm-hmm. stuff that you're doing for other people not necessarily anything from them per se but like if you don't feel like it's reciprocated it's reciprocated or you're not elevating in any kind of shape or form like you just gotta start saying no sorry can't do it because right. people will drain the life right around, and you'll overextend for nothing right I'm losing my lashes I got ball spots in my lashes like literally <laughs> like, telling me I'm losing weight I just looked in the mirror and my face literally just looks like shit like yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yep. Okay, so this week for I said what I said. Um, when you start to take accountability for what you've allowed, you can start to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody and I said that line and it clicked to me like, oh, I can use that for the show. But um, I think it's important. Like, I know some people are used to blaming other people for their problems, and I used to be that person. 
But you really have to take accountability for what you allow because honestly, all the answers to everything we want to know is right there, but we just don't pay attention. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, yeah, people do do you wrong, but you allowed it. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay attention to the signs. You didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to the red flags. So when you sit back and you just accept, you know, responsibility for what you allow people to do to you, I feel like you can start the healing process. Yeah, I think I'm in that place now. Just and it's a process. It's not like a, mm-hmm. you realize it one day and then it goes away. Like, no, you start to dissect and you start to look into yourself more. And then you try mm-hmm. to find out the reason why behind it. And then next time you can plan more accordingly. So you're not in that same exact situation. I think in the past, I haven't taken accountability for how I was treated until mm-hmm. now. And I feel like moving forward, if I would have did that work, like maybe three, four, five years ago, shit, 10 years ago, if I would have just sat down and took the time to process and do that work and break it down, mm-hmm. I would have been in such a better place now Yeah, with my relationships in regards to how people get over on me. But now that I'm doing that work, I really feel confident moving forward mm-hmm. that you're not going to play me, nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that's funny I was just having a conversation with um, a couple of my friends like last week about this and I said it something to that same extent but it was just a lot more harsh and I think I was just I had said something like you deserve what, like you deserve what you put up with mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and my homegirl was like that's just that just seems like really cold and I'm like I mean when you know better you do better you know what I mean like I can't hold you accountable if you don't know but the moment that you know it falls on you so I start to lose sympathy for people when you stay in certain situations jobs that you're not happy with you keep allowing certain family members to do you dirty you allow yourself to be in these toxic relationships it's like no that's what you deserve because that's what you put up with you don't deserve better because you don't want better I don't know I mean sometimes with it but it's like but it's true though yeah before I noticed that I allowed shit to happen, I used to get so defensive when people would be like, come on now. Yeah. But now I'm just at a point where like, if I know I'm in a situation I shouldn't be in, I'm just going to tell you like, listen, I know mm-hmm. I'm stupid. I mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Let me just vent. Right. Yeah. And it's not yeah. to say that the blame ain't on the people that's causing you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. negativity or whatever you want to call it. But it's like, you got to take accountability for that too because they couldn't do it if you didn't allow them to do it. Mm -hmm. So, And I feel like it it all goes into more like, because you can tweet about it and talk about it and post all the memes about how your self-worth is like sky high. (laughs) If you still treat yourself shitty, then that self-love piece is just not in there. And I know I've had moments where I'm like, well, why don't you just love yourself more? If you just loved yourself as much as you love other people, you wouldn't be in these situations now. Right. Because they're not putting themselves in those situations, but you are. So it, it's, it's doing the groundwork. Yeah. And it's so hard. Yeah. But you said it right. Like, you have to give yourself that tough love. Like, sometimes I just go, at, I rip myself a new one. Like, this, you're stupid, you're dumb. Lungs are dead. You're broken into it. Everybody knows. <laughs> you be like, so, I love my nigga that. take that time out and be like you gotta love yourself more and once you start to do that you'll see you'll start to elevate and you start to look at yourself like look at those other people that try you and like discuss like mm-hmm. you know who I am you play right. me like that boy right. you can you can be gone right so I fucked with that a lot clearly uh, <laughs> okay so um, as far as I like, take control I, I was sitting here thinking like social media I think is such a big part of all of our worlds to an extent but I think you should be cautious or mindful like take control of your brand and your image 
Um, and that's just kind of like what I've been doing or, and it's not that I'm like rebranding myself really, or that I'm changing who I am. I'm just changing with how much I show people of who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm like being more cautious, like if I, of what image I put out because sometimes when you are overly accessible or when people know too much about you they think that they know you mm-hmm. so I'm like really starting to draw back like I'll be going out all the time and no one knows because I don't even post about it I don't mm-hmm. even talk about it it's just like I'll go ghost yeah and I think that's important because you you want to be mindful of not oversharing too much of your world yeah I had to do that uh, I just noticed there's a feature on the, on our phone where like you can uh manage your screen time yes and you can put a passcode on it and like you said it like today i set mine for no social media for more than two hours in a day mm. so once it hits that time if i try to go in there it'll be like i don't know exactly what it says but it like you out yeah but like you can do it like uh allow me on for 15 minutes or something like that but like of course you don't want to do that mm-hmm. but like it'll just remind you like don't get on here mm-hmm. and i need that yeah. Cause sometimes you, I don't even be thinking. I just click on it and I'm like, what the fuck did I get on here for? Right. So that's important. I do got a um black business to shout out. I just thought about it. Um I met this really cool um woman last night. Her name is Jasmine. Her Instagram is Jazzy Create. She does customized thermoses, mm-hmm. like coffee thermos and um water bottles. I think she might offer um, T-shirts as well. She made customized um, water bottles for my church for our anniversary. And I was like, I need a thermos because I was just thinking like I need to buy a water bottle and a thermos from my desk at work. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. Y'all go follow her. It's Jazzy, J-A-Z-I Creates. So customized thermoses, T-shirts, um, water bottles, things like that. That's dope. All right, so we're going to jump into these topics. So I was reading an article where the DMV is apparently selling our information to private investigators. Did y'all see that? Yep. I did not. Yeah, I think it was like, uh, is there private investigators or something else? Let me see. It looks like they're sending our personal information to thousands of businesses. Yeah. Uh, That's wild though. Is that, can they do that? I mean, I mean, when you think about it, anytime we register for any kind of like websites where they want your information, all of that stuff is probably being sold to other companies Mm -hmm. for marketing and promotion. And we don't read terms and conditions. I know I don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's not illegal, but like I was telling y'all before we started recording, um, the state of Ohio, I believe it starts in October 2020. They're requiring people to do FBI fingerprint and background checks. And your fingerprint must be listed on your driver's license. If you get pulled over and it's not on your driver's license, you have to pay a fine and you will do jail time. That's wild. They're actually sending the letters in the mail, like when it's time to renew your information. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, usually you just look at the letter and throw it out because, right. you know, it's coming. You don't read it. But that's the thing. Like a lot of this is probably going to happen. A lot of people aren't going to know. Mm-hmm. So just be careful um i wanted to say too like as far as reading terms and conditions it's really important to do that i I don't do that either yeah but like it's so important because you don't know what you're signing up for you don't know what you're agreeing to do so you know and so like 
something, even as simple as signing something for your job, anything could happen and you can't do nothing about it. Right. You know? And um, I remember I heard this story at work. Um, there was this one lady that read the terms and conditions of like an insurance company or something. And it says something like, if you read this, you can get, you can win like $50,000 and get a free trip. And because she read it, she got it. Like, it just be little stuff like you That's don't crazy. think to pay attention to. Yeah. Because people think it's all the same. And it's so funny. I was, um, my homegirl, she's an attorney and she was just telling us about like how contracts work with when you do business with people. She was like, put it in your contract because if they ever try to come at you, you have, you know, whether they read it or not, it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, cover yourself mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But a lot of people don't read. And the thing is, we be missing. I know I don't read a lot of that stuff, missing a lot of information that probably I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, that article is posted. Well, a clip of that article is posted on Baller Alert. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> I've seen this. I think this was a couple weeks ago. There was a study that shows that 45% of Americans admitted to wearing the same underwear two days or more. <laughs> Did y'all see that? No. Yeah. That I feel like disgusting. I'm sorry, but I feel like a lot of niggas do that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. It'd be some two day point. Yeah. That is uh -uh. Mm -hmm. It makes me think about the article that said that majority of white people don't wash their legs in the shower. Yeah, Did y'all yeah, see that? Like, that's that. just gross. My just thing is, ball. yeah, what is it? I would just free ball before I would just put on the right. same under. Mm -mm. It don't even feel right. Julian's mm -mm. <laughs> like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. that's gross. We should, I'm going to put a poll question up. I doubt anybody's going to be truthful, yeah, but it's not going to be anonymous. <laughs> that's something that's going to be. <laughs> the polls should be anonymous on Instagram too. I feel like they should do more. that. Just like how they are on Twitter. Yeah, they should do that. It should be anonymous. <laughs> so there's another article circulating around and it says unmarried women with no kids are the healthiest and happiest population subgroup says an expert. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Unmarried, no kids, happiest group of people. I mean, even if it just said no kids, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the unmarried part because I feel like a lot of women aren't really happy if they're not married, but I feel like a lot of women are unhappy when they're married. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to I said that because you know how as women we feel like mm -hmm. you know the mm -hmm. end all be all is get married and have kids and have a successful career but I, I don't know I kind of agree with it because I feel like you don't really have anything that you have to commit to mm -hmm. I agree mm -hmm. I was gonna say as a single woman with no kids um I I'm pretty like comfortable and happy where I am yeah. in my own space and just being able to move how I want to move. Mm -hmm. I can make stupid decisions. It's not going to hurt nobody but myself. Mm -hmm. Things like that. I don't have to consider nobody else. I don't have to worry about kids. Like I see what y'all go through, um, you and my other friends as mothers. And it's like, I say it every day, like, I don't want no kids. Mm -hmm. like, all of the random things that come, like, I, um, something recently just happened and I was like I, I'm cool I don't want no kids I can't remember what happened though um, just random things that you never even think about right. and it's like you gotta think about that as a parent dang I'm trying to think it was something that happened with my god kids of course but I don't remember what it was I'm cool I'll pass 
Yeah. I mean, I I always say I'm my happiest when I don't have an emotional attachment to anything or anyone. Mm. So I let me say something. You can be single or not married and still have relationship problems. Right, problems still, right. Like, so that's when I'm my unhappy. But when I don't have an emotional attachment to anyone. Oh my gosh! I'm like on a cloud. There's nothing like what can make up what can make my day bad. I'm already a naturally happy person, right? So it's like I'm like this is impossible. <laughs> but I will say there's nothing. There's not. There's no high that can compare to when you are blissfully in, in love, love with somebody. Blissfully, yeah. there is no high that can conquer that. Like when it's blissful, yeah. it's like there's no high that can like. Yeah. It don't get no higher. Yeah. I agree. But when that shit is bad. But when it hits, it's bad. It's like death. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the most excruciating pain. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. It's an even playing field, I think, for sure. I... Like right now, I'm not dating nobody. I'm not talking to, not communicating with nobody, and it's like peaceful. But do, do you feel like you yeah, like? Yeah. Do you feel like you've been like getting stuff done more and like focused more? Yes, because mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm one of those people. Like, if I'm dating somebody and I really like them, I will get distracted and just wrapped up in them. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, like in the last year or so, it hasn't been as bad. But I know definitely when I was younger, like my whole little would be wrapped around that person right. contrary to what most people would believe but now that nobody's in the picture I get so much work done like I'm putting a lot of time into myself and investing in myself and I'm actually starting to see that right. manifest so hopefully I can keep that same energy going when I do decide to start dating again right. but right now it's been pretty good but I agree with Lynn. When you actually are with somebody that you really like and you just love their energy, it's like, ooh, like it's no higher <laughs> high. It's the highest high. Like you don't get much higher. Yeah, but what I realize when I'm in a healthy relationship, like I can still be productive. It's like sometimes when I'm in an unhealthy relationship, I get wrapped up into that person because I think I don't know what it is. But it's just like when I'm in a healthy space in a relationship, like I can still go do them, do me and they do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's a weird like it's like I'm going to the gym. I'm eating right. Like I'm doing hitting all of those. And I'm in like a healthy relationship. But real question. Though, have we ever been in healthy relationships? Like looking back in, in retrospect right now. I've had healthy ever months been? in a relationship. OK. I, that I, I, can I can say that. that yeah. I can say that I've I had healthy moments, moments that I can identify. And yeah. I know I was being healthy because yeah. everything else in my life reflected it yeah. like I'm doing good at work I'm meal prepping um you know I'm working out I'm like hanging out with my homegirls I'm not getting drunk all the time yeah. I'm only drinking like a glass of wine every day with dinner <laughs> after I work out and dinner is asparagus and chicken baked chicken at that like you know what I'm saying like and that's when I like I was like, wow, but my relationship is like in yeah. a healthy space. space yeah. But I know that like relationship me, like you be want to be around that person so much that you can say fuck everything else. Yeah. Like one day I'm like, it's like a Tuesday. I'm about to go to the bar with my friends. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about it. I'm like, if my nigga say come over, fuck Taco Tuesday. Yeah. You did that to me. My nigga yeah. say come over. <laughs> I said, fuck Taco Tuesday, nigga Taco Tuesday at the crib. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> my nigga say like that. Christmas. <laughs> like, y'all. <laughs> you definitely the did. Yeah, I hit her up. Like, you want me to drink later? She was like, yeah, I'm down. 
I really wanted to go. Then I texted she, or she texted me. She was like, "I'm so tired." I was like, "It's cool." Then she texted me like, "I ain't gonna lie, such and such want to go out." <laughs> I was like, "Go be with your man, girl. It's good." But that's why I'm a firm believer. Like, I think I'm gonna live with my man as soon as I meet him because I think the only reason why is we don't live together. When you live together, you know you coming home. So oh, it yeah, don't matter. Yeah, that's true. I don't care. Like nothing will stop my show. So my next relationship to avoid all that. We just living together immediately. <laughs> like, you get a key to my spot. Like, when I know I'm for sure, like, when we live together and I'm coming home to you regardless and I got to see you the next day, then I'm kicking it. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fair. So, y'all know we like to dive into relationships and our flaws and our amazing ways and all of our good qualities. So, <laughs> I have a question. Um, as young successful women what do you guys think you bring to the table in a relationship and how can you make your partner better honestly (laughs) i don't have an answer okay Mm. it was wild as like i remember somebody asked me this question and i was like i really can't answer that well for one i get awkward when i put on the spot okay and when it comes to like questions I really got to think about, I really got to think about it. Like I can't just off really give you a list of things. And also because I feel like I'm so unsure of myself. Like I really don't know, like even when it comes to like other things, like things that I'm good at or what I have a passion for, I don't have an answer because I'm so indecisive. Mm-hmm. I just know who I am as a person and I know that I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm a good person when I'm in a relationship. Like I give my all, but I don't really know what I bring to the table. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to answer that, I would say. That's fair. But I ain't one of them... Uh, I can make a meal and I have good sex out of bitches because I ain't just no basic ass bitch either. But yeah. I don't know. I like that answer. Mm. <laughs> um, I feel like I bring positive energy um, and a positive and an optimistic like like view like you know like if I know if anyone in my world is having a bad day like I'm gonna like be there to give you like positive feedback and to uplift you and to try to find a solution like that's my main thing is like find a solution so if you have a problem like I feel like I'm a solution based person so my relationships my friendships like I'm able to help them problem solve I feel like I bring also like a an a non non judgmental ear, mm-hmm. and I think that's important to have even in your relationship. Like I want my partner to feel comfortable and confident to tell me some of the craziest shit mm-hmm. they don't want to tell and help process them that and like do that outside of the role, like of their significant other. And I think that's a flaw sometimes too because sometimes they start to forget that we're in a relationship and it's like, I can help you process this, but I also need you to look at me still as your partner and not just your friend. But I think that's important. Like someone needs, you need to be, I need to be able to be like, listen, I did X, Y, and Z. This is crazy. Can you help me process it? Mm -hmm. Even if it affects, that's like where I can be, I guess, selfless, but I want to be able to do the same with my partner. Um, I would say some of the same. I'm very optimistic about things. Like I always try to see the positive side. So if you come to me with problems, I'm definitely going to give you a different perspective. I'm going to come to you with a solution. Um, I'm trying to decide how I want to word this. I think I'm, I would be stepping into any relationship that I get into as a whole person. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anything from anybody other than 
you know, peace. Mm -hmm. So I bring that, you know, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. definitely a very peaceful person. I don't like to bring conflict to relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that where I'm at spiritually could be a benefit to someone. Like if you just need a word of encouragement or whatever the case may be, like I'm definitely there for that. I think in any relationship that I have, I have a way of helping people bring their ideas to life. Like I'm not too much of a visionary. I don't really create things, but like, if you say, Oh, I want to do this. And it's like, okay, well you should do X, Y, and Z to get to that point. So I'm always in a space of like helping people bring their ideas to life. Mm -hmm. Um, How I would make somebody better in a relationship. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, I don't know, really. Um, I mean, I think I'm always, like I said, I'm clear cut on like resolution and problem solving. So if there's areas that you want to work on, like, okay, I know I need to get my budget together because I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely can help in certain areas of things like that. And then just like, like I said, I always offer different perspectives. So it's like, if you kind of want to change your mindset about things, I try to help in that area. So yeah, it's kind of hard to really give like a clear answer on that, but it's just like little things I know that I do in my everyday life with my friendship. So it's like, I would be that same person in a relationship. No. So this is a little bit um, of a different question from the more happier things when it comes to relationships. So what do you do when people don't allow you the space to process your feelings? This is a good one. Mm. Mm. I usually shut down Mm. because or I get angry Mm -hmm. because I want people to respect my space. But I also feel like me, if once I tell you, like, I don't want to talk about it right now, I need to process it, I'll never bring it back up because, like I said, I'm really indecisive and I can't never really, I don't know. I feel like my feelings change day to day. Like, something could bother me, but it won't bother me to the point where I'll be mad. So I'll just be like, I'm cool. And I'll just put it in the back of my mind, just go on with my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. That's not healthy, though. Because I should still talk about it eventually. But like, mm-hmm. initially, though, to answer the question, I'm going to shut down and not talk to you because I need time to think. Or I would say I usually take time to get to the place where I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if someone doesn't allow me the time that I need to process my feelings, you won't get whatever I'm feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. So if I'm completely pissed off and I say something completely left, that's what you just gonna get because you didn't give me or allow me the time to really sit and think about how I felt and how to communicate how I felt without it being a bigger issue. So right. it's like I've been in relationships or have friends where it's like when I'm mad, it's like poking a bear. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to leave me alone in that moment. And if you don't leave me alone, you literally going to get whatever comes out. Right. So I think it just makes the situation worse if you don't give someone the space to just kind of sort through their own thoughts and kind of not necessarily rationalize, but make, things make sense right before they just flip off the handle just saying how they feel in the moment so yeah yeah that's for me you just i'm gonna just blow up right Mm -hmm. yeah i think i'm i'm with Darielle. i just shut down 
Right. I'm gonna just start <laughs> ignoring your ass. Because yeah. like you if I let you keep pushing my buttons, I'm gonna blow up too. And I don't wanna do that. That's the whole reason for me to process is so I don't blow go up, off. Right. So just I'm just gonna stop responding. Right. Like just leave me the fuck alone. Right. So let's talk about communication. Um, what are some ways you think you can communicate effectively? Or some tips that we may want to give our listeners on how to communicate effectively. Maybe just uh, listen to understand and I listen to respond. Mm. You know, I hate when people like, I can literally tell you from A to Z exactly how I feel and exactly why I feel that way. But then when you take one little negative part or one part that may be you didn't like the way I said it and just make that an issue instead of like listening to everything I said. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate it. Mm. I feel like everybody, well, not everybody, but I feel like a lot of people do that. They take one part of what you said instead of just listening. taking the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Examining the whole thing. That makes sense. I think face to face conversation is a great way to communicate effectively. I also think phone conversation. I just think things get misconstrued through text. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't tell tone. You can't see facial expressions. I've had plenty of disagreements through text and it didn't even have to get as far as it did. But because you're just assuming based off of what you're reading, Mm -hmm. you kind of read too much into it. And it's just, it doesn't make sense to have a disagreement or a serious conversation through text. Um, I think another way to communicate effectively I'm noticing that um, kind of along the lines of what you said is that I could be speaking to somebody and what I said is completely different from what they heard. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes maybe running it back and asking somebody, well, what is it that you heard? And comparing it to what I said and then kind of discussing a little bit further because it usually is two totally different stories, what mm-hmm. you said and what someone heard. And then I think just really having like it doesn't always have to be some knockout, drag out, big blow up. How I'm sitting here talking to you right now across the table, face to face and just saying, look, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing any of this to you to start an argument, but I really want us to talk about this for as long as it may take to just kind of figure it out. So I think going into a discussion not aggressively, very calm, collected, and really speaking to people, you know, like two adults should speak to each other to figure out a problem together, I think are the most effective ways to communicate for me, at least. So I just wanted to like, um, I know you said about talking over text. Um, I don't know, there's been times where like, I'm texting someone and they say something and I get offended right away because I know if it came from me that I'm being smart. Mm-hmm. But when it's coming from them, it's not the same. But because I know that I'm a smart ass and I know when I say that to people, I'm being smart, I'm going to assume you're being smart. Mm-hmm. So like talking over text, you should never do that. I know it's the quickest and fastest right here, right now, but sometimes you got to just like take a step back and just wait for the right time. Right. Like, and sometimes I don't even like talking in person either. Cause I need to, I need to know like, 
your facials, what you looking like, if you're really being serious. Mm-hmm. So I think if if not anything, the first thing you should do is talk face to face if you can. If not a phone call, but never talk over text. Mm-hmm. Never. Another thing about texting, especially when you're having like a heated conversation with somebody, is that I know for me, I could be in the middle of responding to something that was said and then that person texts me in the middle of me responding but I'm not deleting everything I was starting to text so I'm going right. to send it and then the conversation just kind of gets lost yeah. in translation so it's yeah. like texting is just never, it's never ever right. the way to go and then too I would say just when it comes to communication period just you have to have relationships with people that you feel comfortable talking to. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know I have some really good friends and, like, they'll do something to piss me off. But instead of coming to them, like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't like when you did that. I'll just feel away for a while and then I'll get over it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think relationships should be like that. Mm-hmm. We should be, like, confident enough and comfortable enough and that we can just ha- have a conversation. I'll tell you how I feel. You can be like, oh, no, that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. Instead of me just being mad and assuming that she was acting funny. I agree. Agree. I think um, I had on here what are signs of bad communication, but I think we kind of laid some of them already mm-hmm. out. Um, is there anything we want to add to signs of bad communication? Maybe a person who always assumes that when you're coming to talk to them, that is the argument. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's annoying. I That's a good one. Or like, you're just nagging, you're complaining. I'm not, because I feel like if anything is bothering me, no matter how small it is, we should talk about it because yeah. it bothers me. Or I hate when people like, if something is big to you, but it doesn't matter to them. And then they just kind of like shut you down. Mm-hmm. I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Anything that bothers my friend or my partner or somebody that I care about, whether I think I was wrong or not, I'm going to talk talk it out with you because I want you to feel better and I want you to know that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, do you feel like it's toxic to only talk to someone when you're ready? Like, should you consider other people's feelings in that moment like if you know you need to process but they're like no I want to talk about it right now I don't want to leave until we work this out and you're just like Mm -hmm. no I can't like I need my moment is that do you think that's healthy or unhealthy that's a good question I'm not really sure how I feel about that I don't know I think it just really depends because if you need time to process it and you're afraid of what you're going to say or how you're going to say it I think that's being mindful of the other person as well mm-hmm. like and that's trying to have a healthy conversation right. like if i know that you saying like i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna talk about it now like that's kind of being unhealthy pushing yeah, yeah for that person you know yeah i think um i'm sorry go, no, ahead. go ahead oh i was gonna say i think that there's a way to communicate that you need your moment like just like you said like i don't want to say anything mm-hmm. completely out of anger mm-hmm. or me being sad about something I need I just need a moment like I hear you and I know you want to talk about it right now but I'm saying for the sake of this Mm -hmm. not getting any worse than what it already is Mm -hmm. just give me a moment but then it's kind of hard because what if you live with somebody you know what I mean it's not always times where you can be like 
we can talk about it later. I mean, I think it, you have to have that in mind too. You can't be like, we can talk about it later and later is three weeks and we live together. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, you know, I think you need to be able to process that as an adult. You need to be able to gather, go into your space. The other person may leave for a few hours, go give whatever the case and right. we come back and then you guys have a discussion about it. But I think it's also very important and people don't think about this, but you should really surround yourself and date people who you have the same communication style with mm, or something similar. That's yes. very true. Because imagine mm. if you are um, someone that doesn't like to talk about things yeah. ever and you date someone that's like, I want to know, let's talk, let's talk. Let's, then that is going to, because it's not with relationships. It's easy to go through the good times. It's like, it's a right. ball. You know, as long as you got someone that you like, but when it comes down to conflict resolution, y'all need to be on the same page. Because if not, the relationship, yeah. that's when it's hard. And then that can turn the smallest thing into a, we can't be together. It's so funny, the things that you just don't consider when you're dating, like when you're younger. No, girl. To now you you're like, you got a job. <laughs> okay, now you're What's like, your communication style? <laughs> I mean, how do you process your Literally, I'm going to make a note of like questions I need to ask people yeah. in the future because and sometimes it's not even the quickest. Anyone can say like I may think I'm a good communication style. You ask my ex like, girl, can communicate <laughs> to save her life. Right. <laughs> so it's sometimes it's like it's trial and error. That's like, the only way you'll find out. There is somebody that I dated and we were total opposites. Mm-hmm. So like every time we would try to talk, it's an argument. But there's another person we're like I'm more compatible with. Mm-hmm. Not saying that our communication was good because the nigga was way too cool and nonchalant. Like he don't really get mad. Yeah. But like my communication was better with him because we connected more. Like I was mm-hmm. more willing to be open and talk to him about yeah, shit. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Sometimes your communication style, who you are, depends on who you're interacting with and communicating with. That's true. Yeah. This is really tricky. I was honestly, we should have been more than who we're supposed to spend the rest of our life with. We're like, this is who God has made for you. Why well, gotta go through all this shit to find him? Okay, like what? what? Going through all this crazy communication and all that good years on a wrong motherfucker. But what's so like? It's funny when you think about like literally everybody just been doing this shit all wrong for years upon years upon years yes. and it's just passed down from one child mm-hmm. to the next to the next everyone's to the next. been doing this wrong there's a few percent of people who got it and are doing it right but when I say few I mean very, very few, few. Yeah. yeah like we all just out here a mess <laughs> and just it's just normalized running bumping into people and be like this is who I got now to deal with it's like a video game kind of it's so crazy so are there people that you choose not to communicate with that all for the sake of your sanity yes 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 and yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have people that I love and care about that I can't overextend myself because it's just not same and it sucks it's like damn I really yeah. too much I just I, can't do it it comes back to the whole being selfish like I do have friends mm-hmm. where it's like I can't I can't help you because it drains me literally it drains me at this point and it's Mm -hmm. like I have to keep whatever advice I have very minimal because it's Mm -hmm. like I can't be dragged into your issues like Mm -hmm. I I can't so there there are some people I mean there's even some family members where it's like 
And it shouldn't be that way. Like you shouldn't have to hesitate to call and pick up the phone just to see how somebody is doing. But yeah. you know that they ain't going to have nothing good to say. Right. So. And you know what? Honestly, I feel like it's it's not the message. It's the messenger. Like I was thinking like, well, you know, you have friends. They're supposed to be lean on you mm-hmm. in times and hard times. But not everyone presents it the same. Yeah. So there's sometimes I can take the load of my friends and what they're dealing with. And I don't feel drained. And they can tell me the wildest, craziest shit, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever it is of how they're conveying it or the messenger, you like, it just, it's like, I can accept it. Yeah, I don't feel right. like I'm getting the, lights drained out of me yeah you know like and they can tell me like person a can tell me the same thing that person b told me and person b is going to drain drain me suck me dry but person a i feel like i can help them i can we're like it's not i'm doing my friendly duty right mm-hmm. without it taking away from me right. did y'all experience that or is um, it like a personality thing or is it maybe it's how i now have learned to view somebody and I automatically feel like it's not like, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know, because I feel like when I felt like drained by somebody is because they're constantly going through the same issue over and over and over mm. and over and over. And, over and, and they know better, mm-hmm. but they keep doing that over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. Like, but because I know that I've been like that and I've drained people. Mm-hmm. So... I think I sometimes know. it's about like some people like everyone has positive things that happen in their life right but I think when some people only choose to talk about the negative right then it's like I don't get recharged right yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's like I after like my life and all my friends I have been a constant going through something the whole time yeah but it's like it's not it doesn't feel like like mm-hmm. they still talk about some of the good things right, in right. a positive manner. Like mm-hmm. some people will talk about the good things in a negative way. Right. And you're like, you go get a new job and be like, yeah, I got this new job. I wish I was making more money though. They should have. Yeah. And it's just like, right. well, motherfucker, I right. can't even tell you not, or, you know, I got this new place, but it's always like, but it's ugly. It's not the place I wanted. They made me, it's just like, mm-hmm. right. It's something always negative. I think it's the combination of both for me. Like, they even present the bad things in a negative light and then it's the same conversation over and over and over again and with that like Lynn was saying it could be person A and person B and they're both having the same conversation but it's uh, let's just say person B is steady going through this same single exact issue every single mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. it's like why are we still talking about this mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I could see that because I guess like if somebody's coming to you like I'm just so tired of this. Mm-hmm. And he did this and he did that. And I just can't take it no more. And then it's the same conversation over and over versus somebody like, all right, bitch, I know I'm stupid, but look. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can laugh. Right. Yeah. We can joke about it. And then they know when to stop talking about it. Right. Like, yeah. Another people found. They want to mm-hmm. keep on talking about it. Like, girl, I don't know how many times. Or it's like you want sympathy and it's like, I don't got it for you. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. I know when I was at that point with my friends, I was like, all right, bitch, I made a stupid ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking about, about it. Right. Like, like, I just need to, I just need like, to joke. I'm going to joke about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to be sad about for a day and the next day I'm going to come back with jokes, but we can't be sad for a week. Like, yeah. I'm right. okay with it. Like, right. my own thing. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not putting, I think this is another thing. Like, if I'm not b- putting my load on you, kind of. No, do don't do that. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Like it's just it's so it's levels. Yeah. I was thinking, I was sitting here thinking, like, who do I really like when I'm really like down and out or whatever the case may be, like who do I really go to and just mm-hmm. unload all of that on? And it's really nobody, like not even Ashley. Like I'll tell her stuff, but it's like I think now I'm in a place where I know we're all going through shit. So it's yeah, like I don't yes. even want to put my shit on yeah, you. Like right. mm-hmm. I'm gonna just go pray about it. Or <laughs> I'm a journal or Same. something like and then I'll talk to you after I'm over and be like, right. bro, I wasn't gonna tell you, but boom, boom, boom happened, and yes. now I'm here, and we good. But yes. I just was telling you, so yeah. I've gotten to that point where, like, I won't even bring it up unless somebody hit me up, like, "Hey, how have you been?" Yeah. And they, you yeah. know, asking, and I'm like, "All right, this, this, and this, and this, and this." It's kind of like we catching up. Yeah, and I think it's important as an adult to be able to cycle through and go through some of these things on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you have to be able to confide in yourself, right? And right. do this because it's a part of self discovery and figuring it out within yourself and that's the self-work and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people need to start doing that more right yeah <laughs> you know like go through it with yourself mm-hmm. 100% agree so circling back um Dario you mentioned like kind of being in those spaces where it's like it's not even worth talking about um do you feel like that's always true that there you know it, it's not worth talking about that having that mentality or do you feel like everything should have be a conversation it depends on the person. Yeah. Like, if I know there are some people who are stuck in their ways. They don't see anything they do wrong. And I know that having this conversation is not going to change the situation. I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. It's like, there are some people that I just accepted for who they are that when they do stupid ass fucked up shit, I don't even get offended. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there are other people who, you know, maybe like, I don't want to talk about it, but I know you need to talk about it. So I'm going to try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. I think it's the same for me. Yeah. It depends on the person. If I feel like I can get through, then I'll try. But if yeah. I know it's a dead end, it's no point. It's just right. like Yeah. I'm the type of person like once I realize once I come to the point where I feel like it's not worth talking about, in my mind I'm like I now have to like change how I interact with you because yeah. I know this is what I'm going to expect from you every time. Every time. So it's like, let me not even put you in those spaces. So I can't even allow you to it's like, I'm starting to set the boundaries basically right? Like, because I know it's nothing we're talking about. This is who you are. Yeah. So it's like, what is this conversation going to do? Yeah. Right. I think that's the key thing is knowing who somebody is. Like I've had like my homegirls be like, you need to say something because that was fucked up. You need to call that person out on what they did or whatever the case may be in this life or what. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if that person was concerned about what, what they were doing, they wouldn't have did it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So it's like, I got to worry about me. Like mm-hmm. if I'm offended by something that you said to me, then I need to learn how to like just deal with that mm-hmm. and compartmentalize people mm-hmm. where they need to go. Yeah. So I, I know I've ha- I had like an old friend, like we have been friends for years, but like she just one of those people like she never felt like she did anything wrong in the situation. And like we got into it so many times and she did so much fucked up shit, but like I kept like taking her back after a while. Right. And like just this last time she did some stupid shit to me, I was just like, I just stopped hitting her up. And she knew I was pissed and so she did not hit me up either. But it's like we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Because it's like right after that, you start being a shady ass person that I thought you were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lynn, you mentioned um, setting boundaries. What does setting boundaries look like for you guys? Like, if you could explain that, and how do you go about setting boundaries in a healthy way? Um, with my friends, I've learned to set boundaries as far as like. Um, 
it goes back in part of like how much am I willing to give of myself? Like, for instance, um, I don't. I want to give an example of like the phone. Mm-hmm. So like I turn my, I put my phone on do not disturb and I don't answer certain calls. And to me, that's a boundary because some mm-hmm. of my friends will call me at all times of the night and that's not cool. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Like I want to, especially if you're calling me at all times of the night to drain the life out of me. Right. So that's a boundary that I set. So I don't answer nobody. So now people know not to call me because <laughs> you're not getting an answer anyway. Right. So like, yeah. why even do that? Or, um, so that's one of the boundaries that I set, um, in my friend. I, I tend to be like an extremely giving person in friendships and in relationships. So I just now like phone calls is a boundary, like loaning money is a boundary. Like I have certain set boundaries in place that I'm just not, you just can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. You can't even. It's not even happening. Yeah. I have the same with my phone. My phone goes on do not disturb from either 9 or 10 p.m. into like 8 a.m. So like Mm -hmm. I have that time to wind down Mm -hmm. at night and I have time to get to work without dealing with your bullshit. Mm -hmm. And like me and my, like I will say my best friend in this situation, we have unspoken boundaries to where like she know and I know we both be having our phone on do not disturb. Mm -hmm. I know when her period coming. She know when my period coming because it be like the same week. And when I don't hear from her, I know she on the period. She don't feel like talking. She don't feel like being bothered and it, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know to kind of like give her space. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, um, I think the best way I can sum it up is with anything and everybody, it's like you can do that but you can't do that with me mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think that's what it comes down across the board like do what you do but you just can't do that here mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's just uh, mm-hmm. I mean and I, you can't abide or anything that, right fine. Don't, just don't do that at right. all right yeah. and it's like once I make that clear if you cross that boundary then I gotta deal with you accordingly because I told you you know yeah. what I mean like especially like I with my friends I think we understand boundaries perfectly like with relationships I don't know like you gotta kind of learn people right. and it's like I'm pretty upfront about how I am in the beginning so it's like if I tell you like I don't move like that then you know that's a boundary you know what I mean right. like I say you can do it but you just can't do it here and that's mm-hmm. just what it comes down to um, like you said the loan and money thing you know I I recently had a family member ask me for money and it kind of took me by surprise because I don't talk. We don't talk. And it's like the conversation didn't even start with like, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? It was just like, hey, I need to borrow X, Y, Z. And I was just like, it really irritated me at first. And I'm like, I got it to give. So cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you said you're going to give it back this day. Then cool, do that. But I think, you know, money can always be funny with people. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole calling and being readily available for everybody else all the time. Mm -hmm. You definitely have to set a boundary there. And like I said, it just goes right back to that. Like, you can do that. You just can't do it here. So, yeah, those, I mean, that's kind of clear cut for me. It's just like some things are a no. And no is an answer. Like, no is a complete sentence. And I don't want to have to keep telling you that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I told you no, that means fucking no. Like, people who get offended. I seen a post earlier. Matter of fact, I don't know exactly what it says. Why fuck it up? 
<laughs> it says the only people who get upset when you set boundaries are the ones who benefited from you having none. Yep. And it's just that simple. Yep. That simple. That's so true. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna switch these two around. So when it comes to dating, how good are you at excuse me, assessing the person you're dating genuinely likes you? And what cues do you use? Mm. I think I am generally good at assessing if people like me, unless I really like them. Then <laughs> I start to like fabricate or in my mind, like the, the small things that they do, I kind of like magnify them to when they're bigger than what they actually are mm-hmm. in my mind, because I want them to like me because I obviously like them. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm good, but I'm very good at it. If I don't like the person, I can tell like, Oh, you really like me. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> I'm very good at it. Like yeah. I can spot it or mm, you're not really rocking with me. That's cool. Cause I ain't with you. And so, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I use cues like um, when someone take time out of their day to contact you, especially yeah. if they're busy. So especially the consistency of contact, mm-hmm. if they're willing to spend money on you, that's also a good thing. Um, if they are, it's all the love languages. Yeah. Literally, you know, mm-hmm. but it's so hard because like now that I've gotten older, I realize like it's a combination of all like you can't heavily rely on what someone says to you mm-hmm. you can't heavily rely on someone spending money on because some people go spend, spend money, money on everybody on everybody right you know what i'm saying so it's like so i'm trying to think like how can you i think you it would go into whatever their love language is mm-hmm. and if they are feeding that into you then that's probably how you would be able to really see if they truly genuinely care like those are the things that should be weighted more heavily then you know like if they love language ain't spending money or whatever and they doing it all you they probably just do it to everybody Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying but nothing compares to when someone makes that actual commitment to you that's when you really know yeah but they fucking with you right (laughs) (laughs) Um, i I think i can assess when someone likes me i think what's tricky for me is assessing how many other people they also like (laughs) Like, because like you said people I think there's really no way to really tell how a person is moving anymore Mm -hmm. because we all have become so skilled at maneuvering and manipulating (laughs) right and manipulating so someone could do all of the gift giving words of affirmation and you feel like and you feel like So I I guess my question for that is is like at what point do you realize something is worth fighting for? Because it's like yeah, you like me, but then you like other people, and then it becomes a competition. Like Lynn says, I just want to be your favorite. Like it's just (laughs) like how do you it's so hard because I I was day I had dated a guy that I'm pretty sure he liked me. Like I could tell everything that he was doing yeah. spoke to I like you I'm interested in you yeah. but you were also interested in other people and mm. you failed to communicate that so mm-hmm. it's like well not, e- not even failed to communicate that you lied ab- he lied about right. it mm-hmm. so it's like what do you do I don't know I for me a lot of things ain't worth fighting for <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say nothing. (laughs) At this point in my life, I just. All right, let me address the first question. (laughs) Goddamn. 
Um, <laughs> no one is someone likes me. I think y'all both have pretty good answers, and I agree with them. I I agree with them. Um, it's just like if you know, you know. Yeah. You you just know. I don't know how I know, but I know. All right. <laughs> but the last thing you said is just like how many other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that shit sucks. But what I was about to say is I feel like at this point I shouldn't say this, but I just feel like you won't get played no matter who you with. So it's just like <laughs> enjoy the good times, Robin. Bruh, like really, like I really. And somebody told me like, don't even go in this situation expecting like forever. Just enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy yourself. In the moment where it's not where you need it to be, cut it off. Right. Because it, yeah, that that's that's what I've learned. Yeah. Like, because I've been like, ah, the only reason why someone like I was unable to gauge is someone really liked me for real is because I ended up staying too long to where they really, at that point, right, didn't fuck with me anymore. But see, I feel like you could be with some people and they like you, but they don't really respect you. Yeah, like, or they or don't like you enough. They don't like you. you enough. And I've told somebody that before too, like, I get you fuck with me and you care, but it's like, if there's certain things that you do that I feel like you don't like me enough, mm. or you wouldn't do those things. Mm-mm. You would Mm, I'm trying to think how I want to word this like well what y'all just said to them in their mind they probably do like you enough and they probably do think that they're respecting you Mm -hmm. but it's not to your satisfaction so I think that whole when the good times is over leave that only comes with Mm self-awareness you know what I mean when you know that this is this is not where I want to be this is not what I want in a partner this is not what I want in a friendship Mm -hmm. when you know you know and then that's when it's time to leave you know what I mean like you really (laughs) I'm kind of against the whole waiting around for people to get it right Mm -hmm. because I'm a true believer that like people will show you who they are they yeah. they will Every they time. will tell you they will actually tell you if I, you listen. Shit, you know what I mean? They they that's what I'm saying. If you pay attention, you just have to be aware. Like everything you that you want to on. know, like, you will know by paying attention. And that, ladies, that's not only for y'all. That's for the guys right. as well. Like if you those first couple of days that you meet somebody and you go out with somebody <laughs> first two or three days, they're going to tell you everything you need to know. Especially if you're a listener. Like I've learned that just by listening. Like I. I literally had a guy tell me I think it was the second day yeah. that he was a manipulator <laughs> like, he, he literally told me and yeah. it was like I heard him and it never left my mind and sure enough he was a manipulator th- that's they what he was like literally tell you though they will or I've had a nigga that used to joke about hoes all the time <laughs> and he'd be like it's a joke but nigga you joke about this shit every fucking day <laughs> you got hoes nigga like hey, someone will tell you yeah. that thing. like I remember me someone name was like you know what I'm gonna ruin your life like don't fuck me you know what you got it you change it or it was something crazy like I'm gonna ruin your life I'm gonna change your life I won't, I won't tell you if it's for the good or the bad if you if someone tells you that that's not a challenge <laughs> that is, that's not, that not is a clear sign to like, run okay cool bet like but then I know me I tell people like when I'm like I'm wild as fuck yeah <laughs> we won't get along but I literally said like on the first date laughingly like yeah 
I'm dead ass. Yeah. I think my thing for people is I'll be telling them, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will literally fuck you up, bro. If you take me there. And a guy should be in his mind like, you know what? She, she's crazy. Like, <laughs> like, she's actually crazy. Like, what is, like, it's not a challenge to find out, people. No. And I'll be telling people, like, I ain't even like that no more. I ain't crazy no more. But if you take me there, then it's a wrap. Right. People don't, don't, you know, they don't listen. Yeah. Listening is so important. People I, will tell you, but it's <clears throat> they won't even drop. It ain't flag. It's literally someone's birthday. I ain't you. I ain't shit. Like, okay. I ain't never been faithful to none of my girlfriends. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, you like, you think you just gonna magically right. change somebody? Don't be different with me. No, no. I really? always. This is my disclaimer. I'm cool until I'm not. Yeah, I'm cool until I'm not. So it's wild. It's a wild <laughs> game on here. The more I do this stuff to scare me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I've been really having these moments, like these epiphanies every day. I don't know if y'all been having them, but I've been on my. I'm like. Oh. All the time with that shit, man. Girl. But that's why your elders and your older people are so wise because you gotta think they had these moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of shit to tell my kids just so they can not listen. <laughs> um one thing I want to say, like the whole how do you know someone is worth fighting for? Um, I haven't experienced anyone that's worth fighting for, but <laughs> <laughs> Putting that out there, but um, I I have a um I have friends who are married, and it's like usually a story is like they met the person, and it's like I knew where they was right there in that moment in life was just like it was there was just a stop along the road you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that wasn't where their story ended or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. so i do think that there's sometimes you can see something in someone and you know like that's just a road stop you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're going to get to where they're going so i mean i ain't never had that feeling by nobody but hopefully when i do that'll be the person I'm supposed to be with but I think I really don't have a I'm trying to think what would make me want to fight for somebody at this point I feel like I had that before but then so much other shit happened that was like alright I can't do it mm-hmm. I can't do it yeah. I think it's important even if it's somebody that you feel like you can have forever with if shit is going so bad I think it's okay to be like let's separate for a while yeah and just leave each other the fuck alone because if you keep going at it and being toxic it's just going to create more and more damage and it's just going to fuck up everything all right so we got a couple more things and then we are out of here so this is a what if question so what if your date was running late how long do you wait before you leave <laughs> my date running late means that he's running later than me because i'm already running late. i was about to say <laughs> So I probably know because I'm already running at least fifteen thirty for the most. I've been doing better, so now it's like ten. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm very impatient, and like five minutes can feel like fifty. So I'm not waiting too long. If they're not answering the phone, yeah, I'm not five minutes. Yeah, if they're communicating with me along the yeah, way, they're like, I'm yeah, yeah. I was about to say, say if they're communicating with me along the way, then I'm okay with that. But if I just don't. If they're yeah. not texting back, if I'm, then this is a stand up and I'm out. Yeah, right. same. Yeah. And you're blocked. <laughs> I don't same. care what happened. <laughs> same. So before we get out of here, <clears throat> I want us to take a moment to be completely transparent and share something that we regret doing. 
or something that we wish we would have done better or something we're not good at. <laughs> I regret putting people's happiness before my own. That's a good one. That is a good one. I regret that shit so fucking much. Um, I regret talking to a lot of these niggas. <laughs> Meeting a lot of you niggas, letting people have that much access to Yes. You. Yeah. I hate um, seeing people that are like, oh, I wish you didn't know that about me. Yes. Yes. Uh, you want to add something before I say? Mm-mm, go ahead. I'm still thinking. I think one of the biggest things for me this year has been like uh, my relationship with my kids. Um, like being a mother has never been easy for me. Like I don't even know how the fuck I'm a mom. Honestly, I don't know how I do this shit. But like, it's just so it's so hard because I'm I'm naturally I can be a selfish person, selfish person. Um, and like I don't have patience. Um. And so, but when you have kids, you have to be very patient. You can't mm-hmm. just think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know what my mom, like when I was growing up, she wasn't really the type of mom to sit down and do her, her homework with me. I'm not really that mom either. Like I do it because I know like my son needs me, but like it's sometimes it's hard to kind of have like a strict schedule or just to be completely available. Mm-hmm. And so, and then as far as this year, like, so... I'm doing this whole co-parenting thing and I have two kids, two fathers. And so I'm co-parenting with two different people that I don't have a really good relationship with. And it's so hard. And with one son, it's like, I'm finally getting back to a good place, like full-time working and all of that stuff. And it was just like, his behavior had become such a problem that like, he couldn't be home with me every day. I had to sacrifice time with him and see him with his dad. So I feel like that kind of put a strain on our bond and our relationship because he's already a very private and quiet person. So when I would get around him, he would just like I would try to talk to him and he would just be so quiet. Like he don't want to talk and he just be looking sad all the time. And so it was hard for me because I'm like, I feel like I'm being a shitty mom. I'm like, first of all, I don't see you every day. And then when I'm with you, we can't talk about anything. And then, like, my youngest son, he's very, like, emotional and, like, a touchy-feely type of person, and I'm not like that. And so, like, I have to step out of my comfort zone and be like, well, he's like, I want to hug I want to kiss. And I really be like, get off me. But I know that's what he needs. So, like, I have to, I got to be that for him. But it's just been hard, though, like, splitting a week with their dads and not seeing them every day. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, this is freedom because I went from being a stay-at-home mom and feel like I never got a break to finally getting a break. And it was fun at first, but now I'll be like, I miss my kids. As a mother, I should see my kids every day. But because we're not with, I'm not with their dad... It is what it is. And right. so now I'm kind of, I'm learning how to balance everything. Like, still being a good mom and still working and doing everything and just making it all work as one. Mm. I think one thing I regret doing, I wish I would have put the time and energy into myself and my goals, how I am now, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um 
I feel like I'm kind of a late bloomer in that process, like probably within maybe within maybe the last two, two and a half years. I've really been just like really on this journey of trying to figure out my purpose and the woman I want to be and all of that. And I wish I would have just done it a lot sooner. Um, that's probably the only thing I really regret. I feel like everything else is probably just a lesson that I needed to learn one way or another. Um, yeah, I th- I feel the same way. I wish I would have like really sat myself down years ago and be like figuring out what I want. Yeah, because now I'm about to be thirty next year and I still don't know what is my purpose. What do I want to do with my life? Yeah, I'm just kind of like take it day by day type of person that's not a good way to think all the time because yeah. I should know my end goal mm. I struggle with that <clears throat> I struggle with that because it's like you work like I'm not saying don't work hard for your goals and the things that you want to do but it's like I don't want to become so super focused on that that if I don't get there then it throws me into some kind of depression or something like that so I think it has to be like a healthy balance of day by day month by month year by year knocking certain things out like I I said, I didn't even set this goal for myself, but just earlier, like the beginning of this year, when I was like, I want to take the podcast um, sound and recording and editing on and I actually want to build a business behind it. Like it was just something that I said. I really didn't start practicing or anything. Well, I mean, with take control, I did, but it was like, I really didn't put much into it. And then it just kind of manifested itself. So I think there's really something that can be said for really speaking things into existence because now I'm kind of taking this whole new business on and it's like, wow, this is dope. So I just wish I would have done a lot of this a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think, what was the question? Something we need to get better at? Was that one of the questions? Mm-hmm. Oh, something I'm not doing good at. Yeah. Um, time management still sucks for me. Um, trying to just balance my personal time just to take a moment to breathe or to rest on top of doing whatever I got to do, whether that's my nine to five job, my side hustle, church stuff, friend stuff, family stuff, whatever. It's just like, it's not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just not enough hours in the day. So I really want to get better with just my time management and really just trying to discipline myself and realistic expectations to where I can dedicate my time to mm-hmm. every day. I need to do better at committing to things. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had so many things that I know I wanted to do, but I just didn't stick with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, learning to commit and learning to balance life and work and being a parent and all of that stuff. Like, I feel like no matter how old I get, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And I, it's a nonstop process. Right. And I could be too hard on myself, too. Right. Because sometimes I'm always questioning myself, like, are you doing good enough? Are you being a good mom? And it's like, I'm doing the best I can. And no matter how much I fuck up, my kids are always like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're small. So I guess I'll be hard on myself. You do. Yeah. And you tell me that all the time. You do. You definitely mm-hmm. do. 
And the thing is, is like you said, you're, it's never going to end. Like this is an ongoing process of learning and self-discovery, like Lynn said, mm-hmm. and figuring it out and getting it right and getting it wrong and trying again. Mm-hmm. It's not over till you die, unfortunately. So <laughs> try to learn as much as you can. I'm like, <laughs> I'm cheering up. Life being an adult is so <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> Listen, I just I I really being a kid was ghetto. All you of do nothing like and now, now you can do, do stuff. You gotta like go through shit too. Like, I just right. want to do the stuff I couldn't do. I'm gonna right. go through stuff. My kids be like, I can't wait to be an adult. I'll be like, shit. Right. <laughs> I was just talking to my younger sister like. Don't be in a rush to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, have a plan and, you know, but... You can, quote unquote, still have everything as an adult and still be going through it. Yeah. Right. Y'all, I know this sounds crazy, but, like, I was driving today and I was having a fucking anxiety attack. And all I kept thinking about, I should just run off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why am I here? Like, it's like, man, I come too fast. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast that was talking about that like people just having random crazy thoughts like mm-hmm. driving over a bridge and it's like mm-hmm. what if the bridge just collapsed or what if I just drove off this bridge it's something it's something that is it's called something I can't it's like this impulse thing yeah and when you see something you like you want to do it even though you're not supposed to do it yeah. right? it's like what if I just smack the fuck out of this dog <laughs> <laughs> and studies show it's like a normal thing. Yeah, like it's not. Like a, I would never try do to it. Hurt myself. Yeah, I be thinking mind, like, like, what if you just did it? I'm like, bro, you get on my fucking nerve. I should just off myself right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we didn't have any reminders, but Darielle reminded people about your co-parenting event. Okay, uh, so yeah, I am having a co-parenting event Sunday, October 27th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Art of Republic. Um, even if you don't have kids, you just think about having kids, it'll be important to come. I know the whole, the main goal is for families to stay together, but there are a lot of us out there that don't have that. And so, but you can still make the best of your situation. You can still be a family and not be with your child's mother or father. And I think it's important for parents to come together and try to have a healthy unit for their for their kid and just to have a healthy relationship with each other to get along and co-parent and learn how to coexist. Um, and I know I'm still trying to learn that for myself and that's what gave me the idea. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have like a panel of some other fathers and I'm gonna have a therapist there. And um, I did finally put it up on Eventbrite. I was trying to wait until my flyer was finished, but um, and I also didn't make tickets available available to the 29th of this month. But I just changed that because I mean, people might see it and they might forget. So, right. If you want to go get a ticket, um, it's on Eventbrite, and there is like an early bird special that's five dollars, but regular general admission is ten dollars. So. Yay. Yay! For completion of an idea. I know. <laughs> I said it last show, but I am super, super proud of you. Um, whatever you need from me, just let me know. Y'all come out and support. Like she said, even if you don't have kids, it might be good for you to come out just to kind of think about, you know, if that ever is your situation, it'll give you some tips on how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's it for this week, guys. The link is in my bio, by the way. D underscore Hawkins 7, I think is my Instagram. I think that's right. Yeah, so. 
All right. Well, we will see you guys um, when we see you guys because we <laughs> right. have commitment issues. <laughs> so, yeah. In the meantime, hit us up. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. Facebook group, Take Control Podcast. I know we won't be on that whole too much, but we're still here. We still see y'all's messages, comments, concerns, anything. Um, and then you can email us at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.